Welcome back, everybody, to the Rooted in Logos podcast, episode number 77. Yes, it is really us. It is Brad. It is Austin. Hey, guys. We are here. We are back from our little um, sabbatical. Let's call it what it is. We have had a disappearance. <laughs> We've had a disappearance. We have, we have not been here. We've not been around. So today's episode is just going to be about why that was the case. Yeah. And we're going to get into a couple different topics that are, you know, kind of heavy, that things that we have kind of gone through the last few months and even the last few years, and kind of give a little insight as to what's going on behind the scenes here at Rooted and kind of what we're very lightly vision planning for kind of the future. We have a couple ideas, but we're going to really hash these out between Austin and myself here in the next couple of weeks and discuss. Uh, we're going to discuss. Well, hash, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was not a hard hash, hash out, out with swords. We might fence a little. I a little know. bit. Um, but yeah, so we're going to kind of get into some of that today. Not a lot. This might be a pretty short episode. I don't know. We'll see how this goes in the next little bit. And, uh, We'll go from there. First thing I want to say, we have a request from Carter. Uh, you guys know him if you've been following us from the beginning. He was on the first, you know, maybe 50 or so episodes, give or take. Our third partner, and he he kind of stepped away for just for some personal reasons and just some different things he was dealing with. And he has asked me today to share with you, so I have his permission to do this, uh, to share with you guys a prayer request. And, and if you guys... Um, wouldn't mind saying a prayer for Carter and keeping him in your in your minds throughout the week. Uh, he has been dealing just with a lot of depression and, and a lot of lies that he's been fed from the world, from Satan, just from just attacks from the enemy that have really affected him in a negative way yeah. and not something that he has really shared much about. And, and I'm not going to get into all the details by any means, but um, he's opened up to us over the last few weeks and, and opened up to the church and just yeah. really been very vulnerable with everybody. And I'm super proud of him for that. So if you're listening, Carter, just keep that in mind. We are very proud of you for, for that. And Amen. Love it. Um, but no, he did ask me today. He said, hey, would you mind when you guys record, just have the listeners say a prayer for me and just kind of the stuff he's been dealing with. Yeah. And, and so we will definitely do that. I know he's been on our prayers and uh, our church's prayers for the last few weeks since he's kind of opened up about what's been going on. So we're uh, praying that, you know, mental health is not something we talk about a lot in the church. And and there is a stigma to it, especially for guys that we're supposed to be tough and supposed to just pray it out and just, you know, maybe you don't have enough faith. And, and there's probably some truth to some of that here and there. Yeah. But I do think it's something that needs to be addressed a little bit more. You know, I have a psychology background. I'm not into all the Hoodoo, voodoo. Right, all the hippy-dippy <laughs> stuff. But there is some legitimacy to some of the stuff that we that we deal with yeah. and, and, and the mental health issues that we sometimes as a church and as a body of believers, we kind of dismiss. Yeah. That, and we shouldn't. Does it mean he needs to be on drugs or you need to be on drugs? I don't I don't know about all that. That's not for I don't, me I don't to believe say. so. <laughs> but um, we're just saying I do think it is something with Carter that we're really proud that he's willing to have these conversations. Yeah. And willing to say, hey. I am dealing with depression. I need I need accountability. I need prayer. I need help. And yeah. and I think that's awesome. So and it, it, it's been awesome. And what we've talked about so much throughout these past seasons of um podcasts is being able to be surrounded by fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And especially as men, to be surrounded with brothers in Christ that you, I mean, you know you're holding the front line with them. And so I, you're talking with them, you're open with them. Um, now, yeah, there is the line of we are supposed to be men. Biblically, it says be men. And so we are not women. 
<laughs> so we can go into that later. Right, 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 <laughs> but, right. But yeah, we are supposed to be able to talk about these things. That way, we're able to pray with each other over them. Absolutely. We're able to, I mean, strategize uh, to be able to have your war council, basically, where you can say, hey, look, I'm going through this. I'm being attacked this way. And your fellow brothers can be like, all right, here's a way you can defend. Here's another way you can defend. Hey, how about I help you defend? And so it is right. very, very important. Yeah. So just if you guys, like I said, if you guys are listeners and, and you haven't, you know, this is the first time you're hearing of this with Carter. A lot of you guys go to our church, so you all know a lot of this. But those of you who don't and those of you who listen and don't actually know us, please say a prayer for Carter. Keep him in your thoughts mm-hmm. and, and prayers as he, you know, navigates this new chapter. Because I yeah. think he's entering a new chapter. And and I'm very excited to see where this goes. But uh, yeah, um, on to other topics. Yeah, just to, just to <laughs> open up a little bit to sh- kind of share how deep we're getting. We've opened a, a new bottle of bourbon tonight. Heck yeah. Brad and I, one, celebrating because it it's been a while since we've been able to get here. Um, it's been a couple months. So, yeah, I've been able to talk tonight about that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just dive on in. Cheers. Cheers. And, uh, you want to open this up or you want me to? I mean, you know, I will say this too. Um, those of you who are upset that we're drinking a glass of bourbon. Show me in the Bible where it's wrong. Let's talk about it. I am, I am, I'm definitely open for conversation. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, so I do want to, I'm going to start with this. Uh, if you go back to August 31st, 2021, uh, we put out an episode called It's All Austin's Fault. Yes. All right. We I then, remember that very well. <laughs> we then followed up with uh, episode 26 on September 8th that was called Take Heart. We talked about grieving, we talked about joy. And so those were four episodes kind of back to back to back that were pretty heavy, that mm-hmm. weren't super fun, honestly, to talk about. And and we alluded to a lot of struggles. We I, remember, I was thinking of this John Christ skit online where he talks about writing a good Christian song. Mm. And um, more water one, references. More water references. <laughs> yeah. But one of the other suggestions was vague struggles. Vague struggles. We were totally throwing vague struggles out there. And yeah. so I think what we're going to do today... It's kind of be like, okay, here's the not vague version of what we were talking about on those episodes. So, my suggestion to you is after you listen today to tonight's episode, go back and listen to Take Heart. Uh, go back and listen to It's, Austin's it's All fault. Austin's Fault. Yeah. And kind of, if you do it with the context of everything that kind of went on. It makes sense. <laughs> it's going to make a lot more sense and you're going to understand kind of where we came from and, and I'll... I'll Kind of finish with this, and then you can ask whatever question, or you can format this however you want. Okay. Um, but one of there were two words that popped into my head uh, back. Gosh, was it December or January? You may even not know what I'm talking about, but it was back maybe around Christmas time or, or even um, uh, before that. But God, mm, and it yeah. comes from the the verse where it says, "But God being rich in mercy." And, and just moving forward from that. and But it became, it morphed into this idea for me of, but God, he steps in and intervenes when things seem dark and when things, when things seem to be hopeless, but God stepped in. Um, it, it led me to tattooing those two words on my wrist where everyone can see them. But God, uh, sounds a little weird. One T, not two, just to clarify. B U T, but God, lowercase b. <laughs> All right, just throwing that out there. That is, it does not mean anything goofy. Uh, it has a very serious meaning mm-hmm. for me, very personal meaning for me. Which we're um, going to talk about. And tonight. it it has spawned different ideas that I have for kind of how I want 
some of my projects to go and some things that I'm thinking about doing with that theme of yeah. but God. So this is my major but God moment that goes beyond, you know, the biggest but God moment is salvation. But God being rich in mercy, right? Yeah. Being able to look upon my hopelessness and my dead soul, my dead spirit, and bring it to life. That's the ultimate gut, but God moment. That's the ultimate but God moment for any Christian. Yeah. Is is that. But life is full of other but God moments. Yep. And we're going to talk about one. <laughs> or at least that's my thought, is we're going to talk about one over the next 20 or 30 minutes or so. Yeah, we'll see how long it goes. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so thoughts. I'm going to I'm gonna open this up. Because, yeah, when looking at uh, the episode, that it was all my fault. Uh, after we, we did that, because we were talking about trials, we were talking about attacks from Satan. And soon after, uh, we got hit. Uh, both Brad and I, but mainly Brad. Um, oh, no, we recorded that episode after. Oh, that's right. This was after. That's this right. This was my, our first episode back. That's right. Was It's all Austin's fault. It is all Austin's fault. Which yeah. I, I'm very, <clears throat> by the way, I'm, I just want to say, I want to take credit. I'm very proud of the name of that episode. <laughs> just, yeah. Because we talked about, he, before we, before that episode, before we took another break back in July and August of last year, um, Austin was taught, we were talking about trials mm -hmm. and Austin was saying we need to sometimes, sometimes we need to pray for trials, Yeah, pray to be tested. Don't let a good trial go to waste. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. Well, <laughs> and so yeah, distinguishing between trials, which are things that God puts us through. He, as our father in heaven, he leads us through them versus that are just straight attacks from Satan. And being able to have the discernment to distinguish between those. And and some, sometimes they're the same. So, uh, just a couple of scriptures to kind of open us up. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 6 through 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and we know that for those who love God, all things work out together for good, and those who are called according to his purpose. So, with all that in mind, yeah, Brad and I, we got hit. Mainly Brad, but being so close as we are yeah. being intertwined with Rooted, but as our relationship has grown, I, I mean, Brad's my family. Brad's, he's my brother in Christ, but he he's my brother, and... It, it hit my family really hard. And so, opening this up, um, Brad's just kind of, he's going to open up and share his testimony a little bit. Because, yeah, last year, what was it? End of June? July. Uh, July. End of July. July, August. We took that break for about a month. Yeah. And there was it, a reason. There was a reason. <laughs> and we, we were being vague. We were saying, hey, we're being attacked. Yeah. And all that's all we could say at the moment. But uh, it was a little bit before that, Brad called me and said, hey, um, can we yeah, take a break for at least a week? I got some things going on. 
Um, I'll, I'll give you a call here in a few days and I'll, I'll just kind of give you a heads up. I'm like, all right, you, you okay? He's like, uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, I love you, dude. Be careful. I'm praying for you. Did I really not explain anything <clears throat> no. before I left? No, you did not. I did not hear. Boy, I did I not hear from you a month after that. Okay. Well, that. Okay. Yeah. Ah, gosh. Everything was such a blur, it was, you, know, yeah. you know, so I, I don't remember that. I actually apologize for not even no, discussing yeah. it right then and there. Yeah, anyway. Well, that's what we're talking about. Right. We're opening. So besides the point. All right. So here so here we go. I'm just, I'm just going to get into it, um, the dirty details here. And, and I'm not going to get into all like the nitty gritty of anything, but just kind of the just my butt God moment. My moment of like, wow, th- this this could not have happened without him. Yes. So so here we are. I'm going to rewind back to about 2016, I think it was. 2017? My days, my, my years run together at this point. But anyway, about 2016, 2017. I think it was 2016, late 2016. Um, I was a foster parent in South Carolina. I have admitted or alluded to that multiple times on the podcast, being a foster parent for about four years. <clears throat> I had a, a kid uh, who had lived with me for about almost three years. Um, if there were 10 steps to the adoption process, we were on step nine. Like I was look, I was talking to an attorney. Like we were negotiating how much money the state was going to give me until the kid until he turned eighteen. Like we were in these late stage, not negotiations, but uh, late stage talks and steps of of getting this this done. And then everything kind of changed. He, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, his behavior kind of became an issue, and and he he left my home for a little while, supposed to be temporary. It became permanent. Uh, one of the reasons why it became permanent is after a few months, he made some false accusations against me. Uh, because I, I guess, well, it doesn't matter why. What matters is he did. Yeah. I had a knock on my door one day, and it was a detective from uh, the police department there in, in, in Myrtle Beach. And I was charged. I was arrested. I was taken to jail in handcuffs and spent two nights there. Uh, was, was, was out. I moved home. I was allowed to come home to, to Kentucky and, uh, it sat for five years with zero things happening. Spent a lot of time talking to the attorney, trying to figure out how to, how to, how to fix not how to fix it, how to make it go away. Like what, how, what do we need to do here? In, in this particular instance, there were some accusations made that were verifiable that were, Either it happened or it didn't, and we can prove it. And we, of course, proved that it didn't happen. And that is where that in that like stayed for yeah. five years. Fast forward to July of 2021. It was yeah. 2020, wasn't it? No, 2021. It was what? last year. Oh, that's right. My my years are mixed. Right? Okay. It, yeah, see, it's not just me, guys. Had a couple kids since then. It's fine. <laughs> couple. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so fast forward 2021, we are in the process of, of actually wrapping this up. We, you know, we, the, the, the system there was saying, Hey, you know, you guys need to either make a move on this or let it go. Talking to the prosecuting attorney, like you need to make it a move on this. or You need to let this go. He did not want to let it go. Don't really know why. Don't really know what all went into this. It had two weeks. It had two weeks before it was supposed to be basically rejected as there is no evidence. And basically, we have to let it go for lack of evidence. Right. And then a new prosecuting attorney was brought in. Yeah. yeah. So so then I get a phone call. 
And I get a phone call late in July from my attorney that says, hey, um, they, we need you back in South Carolina. You have a warrant for another kid who made another accusation. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, my head is spinning in this moment because, you know, I had been under the assumption and, and under the thought that we were about to close this out. Like this chapter of my life was going to be over. And then it just like picking an old wound, it just opened right back up and, yeah. and, uh, became a major issue. And, um, I spent three weeks. This is why I was gone. This is why the episode stopped for three weeks. I spent three weeks in jail in South Carolina for more false accusations yeah. and, and things that just were not just flat out. were not true. Yeah. Um, you know, I dealt with a lot of anger towards the system and a lot of anger towards God. Like it, it, one of the questions my aunt asked me when I got out and, and I can't, it was on my way home. She, she and my dad came to pick me up. And one of the questions she asked me said, so does this, and I don't know why she asked me such a deep question, uh, day one of <laughs> four <laughs> hours of being in a car, but it, uh, either way, love you, Aunt Chris. Hope you hear, hope, hope you're here. Uh, she said, so does this like diminish your faith at all? Like, do you not believe or is this wreck your faith? I said, honestly, it, it almost is like I'm mad at my dad. Like when I was a teenager and I would ask my dad if I could go to the amusement park with my friends or I could go spend the night at someone's house. And he told me no, and I couldn't do it. Or we couldn't, or when I was even, even younger, can we go to McDonald's? And he would tell me no. Like, I still love my dad, but I was very angry. Yeah. And I was like, you're the worst. And um, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's where my emotions were in that moment. Yeah. Of, of I was mad. Still believed. Still, I, I truly believe deep down loved God and, and, and was thankful for his sacrifice and, and had all the truth and had all the beliefs there. But I was mad. I was very mad. I also, I think I even said it on the podcast that I'm, I'm mad right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just upset. Yeah. So we've spent... August when I came home to January, just waiting. Yep. Didn't, I didn't have to go anywhere. Like I was still here. Um, ultimately, uh, my attorney said, Hey, why don't you come to South Carolina and get a polygraph test? Can you pass? I'm like, absolutely. I can pass a polygraph test. Like, let's get it. So I scheduled it, bought a plane ticket. I scheduled everything was ready to go. And it was Tuesday. I want to say January. Yeah, I'm going to find out the exact date because I remember this. Because you called me. Because <laughs> I called you. Tuesday, January the 11th. I was I was thinking the 11th. I didn't want to mm. say it. But Tuesday, January the 11th, I got a phone call. I was supposed to. I was flying to Myrtle Beach on Thursday. Yeah. And flying home Friday. Like I was going there, doing the thing, flying back. Like yeah. it was going to be a, a very quick trip. And she called me. She go my attorney. She called me. And goes. Uh, so are you sitting down? And I'm thinking this is horrible. I, I'm at work, of course, and and. Uh, I'm like, all right, hang on, let me go upstairs. Hang on, let me run upstairs. And I get up to the conference room, and she goes, no, really, are you sitting down? I'm like, just tell me. Like, can <laughs> Yeah. And um, she said, so I just got off the phone with the prosecutor, and they have dismissed all your charges. Dropped them all. Dropped everything. And I, of course, break out into tears. I, like, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I asked her what happened, and, and her response was le legitimately, I told you to trust me. Like, I told you to trust me. I, I was going to take care of you. And and sure enough, I mean, through, because of God intervening, through her, it it happened. Yeah. And and it and it, 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 it was over. I mean, just in a snap of a finger, in the blink of an eye, 
these five or six years that I've just been having this weight just on me from that, just gone. Yeah. Took like a month or two to process that. Uh, um, it's taken okay. longer than that. Took a month or two to process <laughs> that it was over. Over, yes. Over. Yeah. Now, beyond that, <laughs> there's more to it. Yeah. But it 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 just ended. Yeah. Um, I called Austin. I well, I called my parents first, of yeah. course, and, and some of my family members. Um, and then I called Austin, and you know, he started crying. I started crying and blubbering mess at work. Yep. While my boss is probably like, "Where did Brad go?" I'm sitting in someone's driveway because I just <laughs> left talking to them. It was a customer. <laughs> They're probably thinking this guy's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it just it it was a butt god moment because it it looked very bleak. We utter utter despair and hopelessness. It was because it honestly felt like in that moment it was either going to be one of two things: either I was going to have to plead out and have something on my record for the rest of my life that I didn't do, like even if it was a mist, even if they dropped lowered it, like there would still be something on my record that shouldn't be there. Which quick side note: it, uh, there's just so much I want to say. I know, but it's like. For me, going through having my criminal justice and criminal law background, um, being in the justice system, being in the jail, uh, working there for a few years, uh, for me, that was one of the signs of th- they don't even believe that you did it because the prosecutors came to you and gave you a plea deal with all this that they're charging you with, saying, Hey, if you take this plea deal, we'll drop it to a misdemeanor. There will be nothing on your record. All it will show is, uh, it was, um, uh, not assault, but it was uh, harassing. I think. Harassment, yeah. yeah. Harassment. And I'm like, no, no, no prosecutor in their right mind, if they truly believe that <laughs> anything happened, would come and say, yeah, yeah, you just plead out and misdemeanor and nothing will be on your record. <laughs> right. No, no, that does not happen. And because <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. And for Brad and I, this is something that has kind of delved our relationship so much deeper because yeah. I didn't know any of this. We were we were middle podcast. He he disappeared for a little bit, and I'm over here like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, wondering what's going on. And I get a phone call from his dad. Uh, I'm at church watching the kids play in the creek, and his dad's like, "Do you got a minute?" I'm like, "I've never spoken to you in my life." <laughs> uh, hello, Mark. So, so glad to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he dives into it and says, um. Basically, you guys can't record this week. I'm like, uh, okay, can elaborate. And then he, yeah, he he tells me all about it, and yeah. and I'm I'm just blown away. But like, <clears throat> one, your your dad's a cop, so being able to share a little bit of that that criminal justice background and being able to talk some of this lingo, of course. And for me, there there was no doubt in my mind. I'm like, no, I I have sat in the courtroom for hours watching these cases, watching true evidence being brought up against these guys. And I'm like, no. No, I don't I don't see it. I don't believe it. There's there's nothing to show that. And even our our conversation yeah. just within the past several months of looking at it at from two different perspectives. One being one, you're completely innocent. There's nothing, you know, not even worrying about it. Right. Versus two, you would have to be a complete psychopath because the conversations we have, diving as deep into scripture as we've had, the conversations we have, high theology, deep theology, 
hearing the words come out of your mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And for, for me, it's like, there, there's no doubt in my mind. There, there's not. And so going from there, and Brett, Brett being gone for a month, we were having at least 40 people that we knew of that, that found out yeah. in our home, our, our 1,600 square foot house, <laughs> 40 people. Yeah. Um, just, just in deep prayer. And again, kind of opening some things up for me too, of we were trying to sell our house and we we're, you know, wanting to be in God's will and saying, all right, Lord, we're, we're ready to move. We're ready to go, whatever you want us to do. And then all this hits, we did not move. And then seeing the fruit from that, yeah, having our house filled with godly people praying for Brad, praying for all the things that are going on in our church, we we had, had a lot happening a lot in that happened. moment. Yeah, yes. beyond just me yep. being out, and so it it brought us really close because like we we weren't able to talk at all. Right. Uh, most people weren't. I mean, you were able to speak to your dad, um, your grandma like once. Once, yeah. <clears throat> Got and, to my dad every couple of days. My mom every couple of days. I, I pretty much talked to the two anytime I had a chance to to communicate with anyone, it was to one of those two. Right. Um, I did talk to our pastor one time because my dad was like, you should really call pastor. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I, I can do that. And, and just, <laughs> and this, this might be for a different episode. I don't necessarily want to get into all that right now, but like just the, those, those three weeks of just sitting there for 20, actually at one point, 65, 66 hours of being in the same room. Not getting out once. Solitary. I, uh, well, I had but, people with me. Right, but it was still solitary. But it was still just... Because it was high to COVID, yeah. and you were a new person coming into the jail. Yep, and and they, um, you know, they were short-staffed, apparently, and so if they... Any kind of short-staffed means you didn't get out for two or three days. Yeah, that's not legal. Um, but it's fine. Whatever. But, whatever. whatever. Um, I worked in a jail. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it just... It... <laughs> It galvanized our church, I think, uh, not just my situation, but also the other situations that were happening simultaneously. Um, we we actually alluded to it in our episode on grief, where we yes. lost a member of our church. Yes, uh, because of well, because of COVID, kind of. <laughs> it was <laughs> whatever. No, different. no, I I will come out and say it was the the hospital's fault. Okay, thank you. Yes, all right, I, I didn't want to. I don't know. I didn't want to make such a because I wasn't quite involved. I'm all for it. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, I just got over my second bout with it, and that one threw me for a loop. We, my goodness. We both had it for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I ended up in the hospital for a, day, for a night, and anyway, that was, that, that was, that's why this episode didn't come out last week. Yep. Because I texted Austin on, uh, with the day where Sister Christ said, dude, I need at least another day before I can. Yeah, I get a message from somebody else saying, hey, Brad passed out, and he's in the hospital. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, 104 feet, bro. Here's, like, okay. Here's, here's what it was. I just needed more attention. Like, I just, I, it had been a year and a half or so of not really having a lot of attention on me. And no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, so the journey to this moment, though, has been one that's been difficult. Yes. Even after January 11th, where everything kind of just ended, like it was just done. Yeah. Ne- didn't have to go back, didn't have to check in with anybody. I, I could carry a gun again. Like, just everything went back to, quote, unquote, normal. Yeah. In one moment, in one phone call. You know how you talk about how in your in an instant your life can change with one phone call. That was it. Usually it's in the negative. This was for the positive. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Obviously. Because definitely positive. But, like, I don't think it was until these last maybe two or three months that I 
actually dealt with some of the ramifications of everything. Of the past six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still probably haven't dealt with it as much as I need to. We're, we're working. And we're, we're working, working there. And yeah. this is a good step in that. Yes. Um, you know, being able to share my story and my testimony com- confidently and succinctly yeah. and not well, rambling. Conveying it so that... <laughs> and conveying it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's your testimony. Yeah. And one that I didn't want to share until <laughs> maybe not even today, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fault. Kind of. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Well, so. and, and it's been, and for us, it, 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 and it has come between us. It, Absolutely. It's been for the past several months why we haven't done anything is because I, I've been counseling and, and pushing Brad. I'm like, look, there's nothing out in the world that says you're innocent. You, you are an innocent man. You, all the charges are dropped. Literally, you are a man that has been accused of something you didn't do. And there is nothing out in the world that says that. To the contrary, anything you find online looks horrendous. Looks so bad. So bad. Yeah. Getting something out that says says that. Yeah. And a, a big one for us is we, we're, we're going through our church, you know, talking with the leadership. And I'm, I'm talking to the leadership saying, hey, we... We need to get this out in front of our, our congregation, not just, you know, everyone that shows up on Sunday, but the the people that have skin in the game who are truly our 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 body in Christ. And so we've we've been talking with them ongoing about that. Discussion. Ongoing discussion. Yeah. And and it's led us to this of letting letting people know, but also, I mean, letting our, our listeners know. Yeah. And letting Because we I mean, full disclosure, we've had a couple instances where people have messaged us through our Facebook page. I don't know. Did you get personal ones too? I got a couple personal yeah, ones. Yeah, that I don't, probably don't know about. Haven't seen. Yep. Um, just asking what's going on and why is this a thing and why why haven't you discussed it? Why are you doing this still? Mm-hmm. How can you, you know, sit here and talk about this when this is lingering? Well, ones and, yeah, messaging me like, how could you do this with a, a terrible human being like this? And I message them back promptly saying, "All right, look, here is what's going on." Yeah. And so I think. Well, to to move forward and to be able to grow this the way that we both want to do it and, and the visions that we both have, it's important to just get it out there. And like you said, have something other than the negative stuff that's out there and, and yeah. be like, hey, this is my story. I was falsely accused. I did nothing wrong. And I've come out of the other side. And, and God won, right? Like God is a major it. victory that that I personally didn't see coming. I had lost all confidence, not necessarily in God. But just in the fact that it would work out. Well, it was the question of okay, I guess this is, I guess this is what God wants to happen, right? Because yeah, looking back at during the time that all this was going on and, and praying for this, having the people over praying for this, um, around this time is when Roe v. Wade was overturned, and then this happened, and my wife and I are just sitting at our table <laughs> and just emotional, being like, God, forgive me. Like, I, I have faith. I, I know I have faith. I, I believe you. I know your words to be true. And praying that God would do these things, knowing he can, but all the while, you know, but but your will be done. Right. And then for him to come and do this, we're like, God, please forgive me. Like, I it was unbelief. Yeah. It was unbelief it was. on my part. Because not that I didn't think God couldn't do it, it's just... I didn't think he really would. It seemed hopeless. Like yeah. it did. It it really yeah. seemed very bleak. I mean, it it 
Nothing happened for five years or yeah. so, and then all of a sudden everything was happening, right? And it, right. Just, it was a steam engine that felt like it couldn't be stopped. Well, and our prayers were more focused towards, you know, God, give the judge wisdom and, and clarity and and discernment and <clears throat> praying for, for the kids, you know, that they would come out and say, hey, this actually didn't happen. I was lying. And then for God to just come around and say, actually, you weren't play- praying enough and you weren't praying for the right thing. So here's right. a even bigger answer to prayer. Right. And we're just like, <gasps> yeah, it was. And and I am not an overly emotional person. Austin <laughs> and I differ a little bit in that. Um, it takes a lot to get me to yeah, it does. <laughs> open up. And to, I mean, we he and I sat a couple weeks ago at his house and talked for a couple hours just about how, hey, Brad, um, maybe you need to deal with this a little bit more. Maybe you need to actually like talk about this and open up and and kind of get into some of the stuff that happened and took place beyond it's over, yeah. right? And and deal with what I experienced. Yeah. Um. Well, and it it affect our relationship. Of course. Yeah. We stopped talking for a while. Yeah. I was pushing you to do something you didn't want to do, and you weren't quite doing what I wanted you to do, and so <laughs> and so it was hitting that way. But then. Yeah. Just the fact that this man sitting across from me, that I have been in scripture every week for the past year and a half, a week, every week for a year and a half. And even the first part of the year, we were doing it twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to stop that on a dime for like two months, it it affected my everyday reading in scripture. It affected my relationship with my wife. It affected my relationship with my kids because... I did not have this relationship with this godly man that I got grown accustomed to. And I I had to go to God and repent to God, to my wife, to my kids for it. I'm like, please forgive me because I've been a horrible human being for the past few months. Please forgive me. I will say, I I do think just for my listeners, um, or my listeners, good night. Just (laughs) Shows you how how separate we've been. Was that Freudian? No, I'm I'm totally kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Uh, just so our listeners can hear my perspective on that, I, I'm just going to assume he was not an awful human being. It might be a little dramatic on that. No, part. I was, uh, I but mean, I'm a, I'm, no, a, I know, I know. I'm a sinful toad. Yeah, of course. I deserve no, death. I know. <laughs> uh, but, um, and it did. And so from my perspective during that, during that period, I, I don't know, I have a tendency to just kind of retreat into myself and just to kind of shut it down. Yeah. And then your wife pointed out to me, even when we were sitting there talking, I go rogue. And I go lone wolf and I, you know, because for honestly, for about five, for the five years up until this happened in this last year, I was going at this whole thing alone. Yeah. I had my, my family, my immediate family knew and a few, a couple people at church knew, although full disclosure, I didn't know that right off the bat. It took me a while. It it was kind of a little bit, oh, wait, you knew about this? Yeah. It was one of those things, but it, it, I was lone, lone rangering. For the most part. Didn't yeah. really talk to my family about it. When they said, have you heard anything? My answer, and my answer was truthful, but my answer was no, I haven't heard anything. It was truthful, but yeah. I also didn't go beyond that. Yep. Right? Didn't want to did, open up, didn't want to I talk. didn't push. I, I didn't, I didn't talk. I didn't, so, so when Austin and I kind of had those couple months where we were just struggling to kind of work through this together and separately, individually. I did. I retreated. I, I went Lone Ranger, kind of went rogue. I was like, you know what? Fine. I can do this myself. Yeah. Um, I can't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you can't do it yourself. <laughs> and so I, I do appreciate, you know, Austin's patience with me to get, pull me kind of where I needed to be. And and 
you know, kind of like we talked about with Carter at the beginning of this, letting him kind of find his way. I feel like you did that for me some. Kind of let me kind of come to this conclusion that you wanted me to come to more (laughs) on my own, even though it wasn't really on my own. But still, you know, kind of let me work through it. So, um, you know, we're good. I think, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've repented. I've asked him for forgiveness for some of my parts in this, and he did the same to me. He called yeah. me one day because I just need to ask you forgiveness. I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so, and we like, dude, discussed. I, I'm pissed with you. Yeah, I'm mad. Yeah, and and so we've worked through it. Yeah, and and that's what brothers in Christ do. That that is what you're supposed to do. Yes. Maybe it took longer than it should have. Probably my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it we worked it out. Yeah, and, and I think. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to Austin before we started this. Friday, Thursday or Friday, Friday, was the first time since kind of our quote-unquote falling out that I've had to actually talk about this with someone who didn't know. And the first time I did that in the recent past, I botched it completely because I was... Two months ago. I was caught off guard, um, various reasons, and I just... I I, I didn't know what to say, didn't... I hadn't given it enough thought to know how to react. Yeah. Well, you, like you said, you haven't had to talk to anybody about it. Mainly by my choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, mainly because I just didn't want to. Not a good choice, by the way. Talk about your problems, people. Like, it, this <laughs> saves you so much heartache in the end. But yeah, it, it, I botched it. And so these last couple months have been me, even before Austin and I kind of reconciled, had been me trying to art- figure out how to articulate this the best way. And then when Austin and I reconciled and we talked about this, and I'm like, okay. I think I can get a handle on this. I think I can grasp. But like I said, we were going to put this out last week, and COVID hit me very hard. It hit his yep. family very hard. And I'm actually grateful because I had the experience this last weekend where I was able to talk about it with someone who didn't know what was going on, someone I've, someone I've known for 15 years who didn't know what was going on and found out. Yeah. And I was able to talk to him and, and work through it with him, and it worked out. Yeah. Like I'm, it was almost a God kind of saying, "Hey, I I got you in this. Yeah. Like you can do this. Yeah. You don't have to hide this. In fact, you should not hide this because you one, you're innocent, but two, I did something massive exactly. for you. Yeah, like that's the biggest one, of course, not beyond the I'm innocent part, but just I did something in it. I intervened in a very big way, bro. Get it together yeah. and be able to talk about this. Yeah." And I think that moment this last weekend, and, and shout out to Joel if you're listening to this one, because we talked about our podcast, um, and I shared it with him actually today. I was like, hey, by the way, here's the show. Yeah. Um, that gave me that kind of push that I needed. Austin came in this tonight and was like, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about this. I said, honestly, I'm not. I'm just like, thank you, Lord. I've been praying about this all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it would be. And I was dreading it up until this weekend. Yeah. Up until probably Friday night when he and I had that conversation. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, 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 not I with God, but just like, I can do this. Like this, it is yeah. possible. This well, is like possible. Seeing God in that, because like you, you asked me about doing it tonight, but I was like, how about we do it like Friday night or Saturday night? And you're like, uh, I got some things going that's on. Place. I went to Missouri, went to a yep. football game. Woo. Yep. Go cats. They won. Anyway. But, but that's it. Believing in God's providence, believing that God is working all things out for good, that we were meant to do it tonight. You yeah. were meant to talk to him. You were meant to be able to explain these things so that tonight, God, actually, God spoke through you. <laughs> it actually happened twice. Yeah, that's yeah. happened again on uh, last night with someone who I 
just assumed knew, which has gotten me in trouble, obviously. Yeah, we're not assuming that anymore. We're not assuming that anymore. Maybe after this comes out. No, I'm kidding. But but yeah, someone I kind of assumed knew. A joke, because look, I deal with things in humor. Um, We've discussed that at length on this podcast, where I deal deal with stressful situations and emotional topics and try to make a joke. Um, Probably not healthy. Whatever, it's fine. Sometimes too much levity is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, but a joke was made last night at my expense. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious, but that's a different conversation. And he, and, and, and my friend goes, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't know? And he goes, no. I'm like, oh, well, here, let me tell you. And I like legit just went into it without any hesitation Yeah. and said, here's what happened. And again, another one of those moments of like, God, like, I don't know if he uses the word bro, but God, like, bro, I got you. Yeah. Like, you can do this I can with he- me. I can hear can the... From across the room, <laughs> Brad, wake up! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Hawkins has this joke where he says, uh, "You know, God has a hand in what I'm doing, in everything I do." Usually, it's that. <laughs> Stop that! But Quit. he has a hand in it. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I like that. So I think you know, I can't believe. I mean, we're what forty five minutes into recording, probably thirty eight minutes into the episode. Yeah. After I cut things out um, that don't need to be there, like that um I just said. <laughs> but uh, we're this far into it and I, I again i still feel fine like yeah. I, I i will go into this i will go in and edit this probably tomorrow and and we'll put it out wednesday it's monday night we'll put it out wednesday i'll edit it tomorrow and like it doesn't scare me to yeah. do it it doesn't scare me to put it out i mean there might be maybe in the back of my mind I'm like do i really want to do this but the vast majority of my thought process is you know what uh, this is fine yeah like this is what needs to happen and you're good yeah, you're good. The chips will fall where they fall. Yeah, and as proven over the last few years and even the last few months, when God's in it and you're you're praying for His will to be done, the chips are going to fall where they're supposed to fall. Yeah, and if I truly believe in God's sovereignty, like I say I do, I have to believe that. Yes, and I have to believe that. Hey, this is going to be okay. Yeah, there may be some uncomfortable moments because of this. There may be some backlash. It may get some questions or whatever but it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be fine yeah and that's it it's it, it's like god looking at us and do you do you truly trust me or when he's looking at peter saying do you love me yeah do you love me do you love me three different times and it's do you trust me and a lot it of it's a lot exactly. of times it's like well yeah of course i trust you like like peter's saying well yeah of course i love you but then it, it hits and we're like oh oh well uh mm. and there has been for me personally, so let, let's take out the relationship aspect of it between me and Austin and, and my church family, which, I mean, I can't say enough about my church and, mm-hmm. and about the support and the love and, and just the being there for me that I truly have said, even Austin and I have had conversations where I'm like, I, I'm not worth all this. Like, I'm not worth this level of support. Like, obviously, I like... I'm innocent, but like I still don't feel like I'm worth all this trouble. Our theology kicks in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so I can't say enough about that. But but beyond that, just on a personal level, I don't think I would have gotten my master's degree without this because I, I truly think I had a psychology degree that took that I got before the second incident took place. And I had planned on getting another secular type degree, master's degree. I'd actually enrolled in a couple classes and everything kind of hit the fan and, and things happened. 
I was I took those classes. Mm-hmm. I, I took two classes, and I'm I'm through. I'm getting there, and I'm like, this isn't right. Like, th- this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I started praying about it, and was like, you need to. F-, like, I felt this like you need to finish what you started when you graduated high school. So I started at Bible College when I graduated high school. Kind of ran out of money, ran out of like drive, and just dropped out. And so like I had a lot of credits for a bachelor's degree, but no bachelor's degree because mm-hmm. I just I, I quit. Um, different, you know, circumstances that, that caused that financially and spiritually and just different things. And I stopped. And so I was like, I thought in my mind, okay, a bachelor's degree in psychology, which I am very interested in, will make me feel like I completed something. Yeah. Well, okay. That's an accomplishment. That's cool. But it still felt like something was missing. So I'm like, all right, I'll get a master's degree. And God was like, okay, yes, I want you to get a master's degree in something that you can use to benefit the kingdom. Yeah. Beyond this secular psychology and beyond some of these different theories and applications that as we're getting into my first two classes, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable in this. Like, this is not, this is not biblical. Yeah. And, and, and this goes against what I believe on some level. Yeah. And so I do think that because of this, I, I pursued the degree I was supposed to pursue. What does that look like? What is that going to accomplish for me on a practical level, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I have a couple ideas, have a couple thoughts, have a couple yeah. things that I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can work on this or do this project or stuff. But I still don't know what it, exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. But I think there was a benefit there. I do think that's one of these benefits. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I, I think there'll still be years from now, we'll look back and be like, okay, that there, there was, there's another benefit. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be times where I I do think there's going to be purposes and things that I may never know this side of heaven, why it happened. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose was. But I do think in working through it the last, obviously, five years, six years, but even the last three or four months, and then since January when it kind of just stopped, there there are some things that have happened. I'm like, okay, this maybe this is one reason why this took place. So uh, this could happen. And, you know, we can, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it. It's going back to Romans that believing what we believe, that God is working all things out for good. Now, we may not see that good, this side of heaven, but we believe it to be true. And on the occasion that the Lord blesses us with being able to see the good at some point in our life, I mean, we we have. We've been able to see some of the oh, fruit sure. from that already. Yeah. And I, yeah, we can't even imagine what that'll look like within the next next <clears throat> five, ten, twenty years. Yeah. Um. But it, but it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And I think this is a good step in this not hanging over me for the rest of. I, I mean, it will on some level. This is yes. going to hang over me forever. Like yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm finally coming to grips with that. But I do think this could be a good step in. Maybe taking a little bit of that pressure off. Yeah. Of taking some of that like burden and saying, okay, this is part of your story. This is part of your testimony. You're going to use it. We're going to use it somehow. Yes. Still don't really know how. Yeah. But it'll happen. And it does take some of that weight off of like, okay, it's out there. Yeah. It's been out there. It has I been mean, out there. Let's be honest. It's been out there. It's, it's been, been very public. out there. Uh, public records are a thing, it's boys true. and girls. Like, it's uh, they're, they're real. So it's been out there, but now it's being able to tell my story. 
we're not playing catch up anymore. Yeah. And the Lord has given us the opportunity and the ability to come out in front of it and fight it. That's and a great say, way to say it. We're not playing catch up. We're not. No, yeah. we're, we're getting ahead of it now. And we're saying, no, that get behind me, Satan. This is enough. Yeah. And it, it leads me to it's Galatians chapter six, talking about burdens and looking at the difference between burdens and, and your own load. So chapter six, starting verse two, bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. So looking at the difference between a burden versus a load. A load is your own responsibility. My load is my family. Supporting my family. Uh, going to work every day, putting food on the table, stuff like that, raising my children up in the Pied de Nuthesia of the Lord, the way that they should go, that is my load. That's my job. When I lose my job, I can yeah. no longer support my family. I'm trying to find a job. An accident happens, an like ac- something. Yes. Yeah. Now it's a burden. And now it is the job of my fellow brothers and sisters to help that. Right. Versus something like this. This has been a burden on you. And it's, effect, it's affected me yeah. and my family, yeah, yeah. but... It became a burden for you all as well. Right, but it is one that I have gladly and still with great joy, I am willing to bear with you. Because one, that's my job, but two, that's just what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And to bear one another's burdens. But being able to decipher, okay, is this a burden or is this just my own load? And it, you know, the... I Again, I can't say enough about our church and about... Yes. That verse specifically personified in in a way that I've never experienced before. Yeah. yeah. On a personal level. And and I don't want to make it all about me because it's not. But on a personal level, I've never experienced anything like that. And it's an absolute blessing. When I came, uh, when I got the phone call, uh, that was a Tuesday. I want to say Thursday, we were at your house celebrating. And... That was my one little emotional moment yeah. with everybody. I was like, look, I'm not good at this, but like, I couldn't have done this without you. And I look I over and Brad's crying. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and I immediately was like, okay, that's enough. Let's, yeah. let's eat. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, it, it is something that I've never experienced before. And, and, and I'm cannot express my gratitude enough to you and your family and also to our church family. Yeah. Um, because you specifically, more than anybody, bore the burden and, and and that's not to diminish what anybody else did, but you specifically bore the burden more than I deserve. I mean, like I said, like, it's just, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I deserve it, even though I'm innocent. Like, I just, it's still that of like, man, I'm not worth all of this. Like, I can just go away and it's fine. <laughs> um, but they didn't let me do that. Because, um, of course, I did think about not going away as in like, just offing myself. But right. like But secluding so secluding far deep. And, and going away. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I toyed multiple times oh well even even talking to my dad while i was in jail of like i i, I mean I, I guess i could find somewhere else to go like i you know because mm-hmm. in my mind i'm thinking there's no way they're going to support that there's no way and my dad's like stop yeah like he had to kind of smack me around a little bit it's like stop dude like well we talked about that do you the not night, understand the night the you support came back, you have <laughs> the night you came back i came over here a few other people came over yeah. here and we, we, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about how you got out on the drive home. You're like, uh, there's, there's no reason for me to go back. 
Yeah. And and it, it was cool because seeing it now as I, I really do believe is a God thing of uh, all the people that were gathering at our, our house, we wrote letters. We wrote letters and we sent them and we made copies of them because be, being in the jail side, knowing <laughs> that sometimes those don't make it and they didn't. They didn't. They didn't, didn't see them. There was like over 40 yeah. and none of them got to him. So we gave your dad the originals and you... You read them on the way read home, on the way you? home. Yeah. 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 Read them on the way home. And that it completely changed my perspective. Like it, it coming home on the way home, I made, my initial thought was not necessarily to leave completely, but like, I'm just going to not show up for a little while. Like I'm just going to decompress at home, not be around people if I can avoid it, you yeah. know, so on and so forth. And in the 10 hours of driving home, the, the the phone calls, the texts, and then just reading those letters. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to rethink this idea. And my dad at one point, he tried to read me something that Pete wrote, our pastor. Yeah. And he, he couldn't he couldn't get through it. My dad couldn't. And my, and my dad and I are very similar. We're not emotional. Like, we're both very similar to that. Um, I get that from him for sure. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't get through it. And wow. he's like, you're just going to have to read this in the next couple of days. Like, when we come and get you, because I just, I can't read this. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so, like... Hearing that, I still didn't quite believe it yeah. until I was able to read it for myself. And then talking to you and talking to people as I'm as we're driving home, realizing, okay, maybe I can get through this. Like maybe, yeah. maybe this is something that can be, you know, you know, like it can maybe eventually work out to something good. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was that first moment of like, okay, maybe my perspective can change. Right. And it took until now for that perspective to really change. Yeah. Um, which it has, I think. Feel like it has, yeah. Feel good. Well, and it's just things. <laughs> most of my letters, I just because not knowing if you were able to get get your hands on the Bible, being able to read and pour. Because as we 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 literally finished Romans and going like through Romans, um, talking about how renewing your mind, renewing yeah. your mind with Scripture, and not knowing if Brad had uh, um, access to a copy of about the, five days in, I did. Yeah, and I, we didn't know. Maybe 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 longer than that. I think it was longer. So I'm over here, both my wife and I, we're just pouring as much scripture into her letters as possible. And for, for me, um, I'll just I'll just read some of them that I sent to him, because th- this is it right here. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself, Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a great peril, and he will deliver us on him who have set our hope. <clears throat> Stop it. I'm good. I'm good. On our hope that he will deliver us again. Yeah. <clears throat> you also must help us by prayer. So that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Second Corinthians chapter four, starting in verse eight. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. I, 
I'd love to, but I'm not going to. So uh, in Philippians, Philippians chapter one, just go through, read Philippians chapter one. Yeah. I wrote that whole thing out and gave you it did. to Brad. You did. Um, <laughs> and and it, it'll be interesting. I, I think I'm to a point now where I can actually probably pull those back out and read through them again without mm-hmm. going crazy. Yeah. And one way or the other, um, especially being on the other side of everything yeah. and, and knowing that, hey, like we're good. We're good. Yeah. Now what? Like now what's next? And, yeah. and let's push forward. So, so again, I just, I, I want to say to my church family who is, who, who might be listening to this episode, I, you know, if I, if I've said it once, it's not enough. If I said it three times, it's not enough. If I said it 50 times. It's not, thank you. Like I it just, I cannot imagine going through this without you all and without um, the support of my church family. And of course my family, I'm, I'm not trying to discredit my family by any means, because yeah. they of course were the most supportive. I mean, specifically, you know, just being there. I mean, just always being there and and hearing the emotional reaction from my dad and my stepmom and and my mom and my grandparents and um seeing my grandpa who is uh uh who who is one lung and is just, you know, he's he's a wonderful human being but just again hard, not super emotional to see him, you know, crying when I came home and and just Again, blows me away. Just yeah. that that whole support, and and so to to my family listening, to my church family listening, I, thank you isn't enough. Maybe I'll win the, the one point nine billion dollar lottery tonight, <laughs> and that can show you financially how much it means. There you, but, go. Uh, there you go. Seems unlikely. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and and Austin, of course, to you and your family. I again, thank you is not enough. Carter, thank you is not enough. Like it just. I, I don't know how to show gratitude other than saying thank you. Well, and, and that's and, it. It's you uh, don't. You, know, you don't yeah. have to because this is a burden that I joy we joyfully carry. I, I do. I yeah. do. I look at it joyfully as I especially these past couple years. I just just my own life of being able to look at trials and coming through them and being like, Lord, praise, praise God. Yeah. Because I I I Biblically, I can read and I believe you, and I know your words to be true, and I know what you're doing. I, it's it's interesting because going through, um, we just started First Peter with the the kids, so every night we're going through. I'm going through one, maybe two verses of First Peter, yeah. and we're going through, and I'm teaching the kids about refining, about purifying, about what it takes to make steel into a sword. And I'm showing them forging videos. And Felicity, my middle my middle girl, looks at me and says, "Does does that hurt the sword? Does that hurt the metal?" <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at her like, "Okay, well, one, no, because it's it's an an inanimate object. It's metal." But I'm like looking at it from a human Christian perspective. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, it hurts." I mean, we're watching this guy beat this steel into submission, not only with a hand hammer, but a power hammer. If you've ever seen any of that, you guys need to look it up. It's amazing. But we're watching fire and fire. We're watching this guy make a 1,000, a 1 million layer katana. And we're watching him get this steel, put it in the forge, heat it up, molten red. And he's putting under the power hammer, pounding it. He folds it. He puts it back in the furnace. He pulls it out. He pounds it. He folds it again. And one million times. So this this sword, this this chunk of metal is just pulverized. Yeah. 
and teaching my children that this is what God is doing to his children. And at face value, especially for those who don't believe and don't know what his word says, it looks horrendous. It looks like, wow, this God is just beating us. Beating his children into submission. Not even beating, like pulverizing his children. But being able to show them the end result of... We we are that steel. We we start as this chunk of meteorite that is formless and worthless. But then God, in his infinite wisdom, working all things out for good, is turning us into weapons for his glory. And in so, our glory as well. But the whole purpose, it's like leading my, my kids through catechism to Westminster is, what is the chief end of man? Yep. And my, my girls pipe up. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And it's like, that's it. God is turning us into weapons to further his kingdom. One of the things we do is at the end of every night, we have nine things, nine questions I ask them. What are the nine things that loops do? And we've we've gone through that. But one of them is we further God's kingdom. We serve the king. And being able to share that with my kids of these are the mighty things that my... that my God and my King has done for me and in return for you. Um, being able to share them a little bit about, about you and our, our relationship and things that God has done with us. And as they get older, being able to get deeper into that. Yeah. But you ask my kids and they'll, they'll tell you, it's like, yeah, Satan attacked Brad, but they'll also be able to tell you that God brought Brad through that. Yeah. Well, it, um, Elora, <clears throat> your oldest, when yeah. I, the, the second I walked in the door, uh, on the 13th of January. Yep. I'm so glad he's not attacking you anymore. Yep. Like, he, he just immediately was, I'm like, you guys, you, you yeah. people are doing something right. Like, it's just, you know, uh, so again, it, it's, it's been a struggle to say the least. Um, major victory in January and then followed by more trials and more junk that we had to go through to, yep. to, to kind of get, like you said, get out ahead of this and yeah. not playing catch up and not yep. being on the defensive anymore. Yes. And, and that is a, a great way to put it. So I want to end by saying a couple things. Uh, you know, if you have questions about this, reach out to us on Facebook. Yes. Uh, what, we both have access to it. So one of us will respond. I, yeah. I don't know which one of us will. One of us will respond and we'll tell you who, who we are when we when we do respond. There you go. Yeah. But um, reach out to us on Facebook, Rooted in Logos, L-O-G-O-S. Um, you'll see our logo that's on our, uh, uh, podcast, you know, logo, you'll see that on the homepage. So you'll know it's us, uh, join that group, follow us there, send us a message. We'll yeah. answer whatever questions you have. Um, also you could reach out rooted in logos pod at gmail.com. That is still an active email address rooted in logos pod pod at gmail.com. I have access to it. I think you did at one point. Maybe you don't anymore. I've never looked at it. Well, I don't know how to get into it's it. It's on my phone. I'll get with you. We'll figure okay. that out. Okay. You can email us there, um, and we'll, we'll one of it. us will respond yeah. to you as well with any questions you have. Uh, you know, I think, I hope this episode kind of shows that we're, re- I, he has been, but I'm ready to be a lot more open about this and a lot more willing to converse about what's going on. So um, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions about anything. We would love to just chat with you guys. Um, in the next few weeks, we're going to kind of 
I, I keep saying, I've been saying this for like three or four months, maybe longer than that, that we got a vision and we're going to kind of vision cast for everybody at some yep. point. Um, a little preview. You're going to hear a lot more from Simon, I think, here in the near future. Uh, one of our buddies that's been on here a few times. And I think you'll hear his voice a little bit more frequently, whether that's on here or maybe on another thing. Hint, hint, nudge, bum, nudge. Bum, bum. Um, so we're looking forward to just kind of seeing where this goes because yeah. i do think part of why i got the degree that i got in apologetics is for this whether that is rooted in logos whether that's a different minute whatever it is it's for something like this so i'm excited to explore that and yeah. now that I, I think austin and i are in a good spot and uh, i'm in a better spot just personally and i think i, I can't speak for you, but I think you are too. I'm good. I think we're ready to kind of see where this goes and see where this takes us. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Like I said, go back, listen to it's all Austin's fault. Yes. Our, our episode on grief, our episode on joy, uh, those three specifically in context, it's going to make a lot more sense. A lot more sense. So go back and listen to those if you haven't listened to those yet, or re-listen if you, if you have listened to them. I'm probably going to listen to them tomorrow. (laughs) I might do that as (laughs) well. Um, Just kind of with everything in the rearview mirror, so to speak, at least the legal side of things in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Looking at that with, after this victory, I'm like, okay. A victory. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, a victory. So God has won a victory. Yeah. So looking back at that and, and going back and listening to those again might be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, just to see where we've kind of been and where we were in those moments. I mean, very raw. Like yeah. we were very raw when we recorded those episodes. Yeah. Um, we're less raw now. We're yeah, a, little, a, little more, a little more calloused now. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, not too not in a negative way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we've built up. We've, the, we've healed. Yeah, we've healed. So, um, scars are still there, but man, scars tell a story, right? Yeah. So, um, so I want to challenge you guys as we wrap up here. Uh, we are longer than I anticipated. Actually, I don't think Austin. I think Austin knew, but uh, <laughs> longer than it's longer true. than I anticipated. It's true. Um, I want you to think about in this next week, because we're going to come back with a new episode next week, but I want to, I want to challenge you to think about your, but God moment. So look beyond, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this in a flippant way. Look beyond salvation because that is the ultimate, but God moment. Yeah. But after your salvation, after he rescued you from death, like what are some of those moments in your life that you have experienced a, but God moment where things looked bleak, things looked hopeless, but God stepped in and intervened. Think about those moments. And man, if you feel led, I would love for you to share them with us on Facebook. Yes. Uh, share with us via email that, that I mentioned earlier, rootedinlogospod at gmail.com or our Facebook page, Rooted in Logos. We would absolutely love to hear those but God stories. Um, and maybe one day I might do something with those. But that's yeah. a different conversation. Yeah. But I would love to hear you about God moments. Please please share them with us. Yes. So, uh, Austin, you got a scripture to close us out? I do. All right. Well, and going with it of just... As brothers and sisters in Christ, one one of again we'll talk about our vision later. But for me, of waking waking you guys up um, for us, it, it, same thing happened to us. Waking up, diving deeper into Scripture, and trying trying to get our relationship closer with God, and especially with this that this trial that God has allowed us to go through. He He has He's blessed us with this, and and coming out on the other side, we do have joy and we see yeah. joy. And bearing one another's burdens, we want to help with that. We we want to pray over you guys. We want to it, just our church family, or if we know you, to share things with us. We can pray. We can help you however we can. If we don't even know you, if you're in a different country somewhere, 
to have that support group, find a brother or sister in Christ that you can gather together to talk about these things and pray. Yeah. I cannot stress enough, pray. And pray. reach out to us too, if, even if we don't know you. We'll, yeah. We, we love to pray for you. We will pray That's, for you. That is what, this has taught me that for sure. Yeah. So. And as a parent, to be able to speak to your children of the things that the God of the universe has done for you. Look throughout all of the Old Testament, um, the things that God did for Israel and God commanded, tell people. Uh, so Deuteronomy chapter six, uh, verse four, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Literally, speak of the things that the God of the universe, Yahweh, has done for you to your children, but not only to your children, yeah, to the people you're around. That yeah. is your testimony. As Brad and I, we've talked about of sharing your testimony, share the things that God has done for you, the victories that God has won. That is so important. And literally going back to the Great Commission, that is our job. Yeah. We are furthering God's kingdom and we are sharing with people amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. So... Keep that in mind this week, guys. Reach out to us, social media, uh, Insta uh, Instagram. I think we're still there, but I don't. We have, are. I don't have access to that one, oddly enough. Uh, you know, I kind of do. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Reach out to us on social media, uh, email address. We would love to do that. I have an idea of setting up a text line um, to to yeah. have people text stuff into us, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, so just um, share share your butt God moments with us, with people around you. Ask us questions about me, about what's gone on in my world in the last few years. If you need to, want clarification, um, be happy to talk to you guys. Yeah. So um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week, episode number 78. And in the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted.